Welcome, you lovely lot, to episode 97 of Near Perfect Pitch. Bye, crikey, it's been a good week for music. And you'll get a general sense as to why I would say such things by virtue of the new releases that I want to share with you as I fade out of the fannies. Yes, let's talk about new releases first as I take off my specs because the monitor is too close for good reading. Uh, new material by uh, Boy Bjorn, something new from Matt Portland. Of course, the new Spiritualized album was released uh, yesterday, and uh, a c- couple of days ago actually, and uh, I'll be playing something off that. Uh, Frogadel, new material, as I have uh, new material by Clark Twain, in as much as there's new stuff by The Kooks and Mur Mur Mur. And there's a load of uh, newish material at the end of the programme, because I can tell you that this episode is brought to you by Duncan Steer, the French pop dream and the Mint Viscount, no less. Yes, a chat with Duncan, talking all things the French pop dream at the end of the programme. Loads to get to, usual features of Bookery Fall, oh, cover me. We've got uh, our weekly peel, we've got our hat-trick essential wax, and it's interweb time, kicking things off with a bit of Joy Division.
up a perfect miracle. I'd part the clouds and have the sun proudly shining on you. I'd take the stars as well and line them up to spell, darling, I love you. And little by little, watch it all come true.
That's Spiritualized of their latest LP, released just a couple of days ago, entitled And Nothing Hurt. That is the lead track to that LP, A Perfect Miracle, their eighth studio LP. And before that, Joy Division, of course, the first song on Side B of the Mighty, Unknown Pleasures LP, their debut from 1979. Now, as I clear my throat, I, uh, I did mention to you that uh, the new releases, uh, in, in reasonable detail, I'll tell you uh, what else you can expect. The, uh, the essential wax this week is the jam, uh, Set in Suns, which uh, does need revisiting every once in a while just because it is that good of a record. You can also expect to hear uh, material by, uh, and I'm going to try to get to all these, Cocteau Twins, Simple Minds, Silver Sun, Teenage Fan Club, Space Raiders, Strange Love, Monaco. What else? Uh, obligatory Fall, oh, of course. So you're going to be hearing some Fall, that's a given. Uh, and, and many, many more. Uh, chameleons, as I'm looking uh, to my right here as well. So there's a mixed bag today, as is ever the case. But uh, I've again brought more records than I have the right to play. So that might change during the course of the next two and a half hours. And at the end of that, you can look forward to, as I mentioned at the beginning of the programme, an interview with Duncan Steer from this magnificent outfit entitled French Pop Dream. And it's brought to you by him, the French Pop Dream and the Mint Viscount, of course. Next up, let's talk about about Glass Vegas. Their debut self-titled work of genius was 10 years old yesterday and we're going to hear their seventh single Flowers and Football Tops, one of five singles pulled off this quite gorgeous LP.
is uh, our cover me of the week that's uh, actually one of two there's going to be another one this uh, this show but uh, that's our official cover me this week and that's uh, golden brown as done by the stranglers of course but that's bedhead's version texans bedhead with a version of uh, golden brown off the 1992 to 1998 compilation that came out in 2014 and before that we heard uh, Las Vegas their debut self-titled work of brilliance is 10 years old as of yesterday and that is Flowers of Football Tops, their seventh single, one of five singles pulled off the LP. Next up, let's hear something by Echo Belly.
The latest and third single by Boy Bjorn. Find out more about Boy Bjorn at soundcloud.com slash boy Bjorn. And uh, I really do like his sound. Nashville, no less. 
Not a sound synonymous with Nashville, is it really? Before that, with their fifth single from uh, 95, featuring on their second LP, On, that's Echo Belly, of course, and Great Things. Now, a bit more about Echo Belly. They've got uh, a new record as of the 26th, which you can uh, source at echobelly.com. Uh, the first time it's been uh, available, it's called Black Heart Lullabies, an, an exclusive collection of B-sides, rarities, and unreleased material. And that, of course, is in addition to their latest LP, which is entitled Anarchy and Alchemy, which you can procure from the same site, echobelly.com. Next, you're in for a treat, just because everything that they have ever done is marvellous. And this is in keeping with just that. Cocteau Twins off Bluebell Knoll, their sixth LP from 1988. Here's an LP track, Chico Buff.
tremendous. That's the Kooks from Brighton off their latest and fifth brand new studio LP entitled Let's Go Sunshine. That's a tune called Fractured and Dazed, preceded by off Bluebell Knoll, their sixth LP from 88 on 4AD Records. That, of course, was Cocteau Twins with an LP track called Chico Buff. Only one single off that LP, which was uh, Carolyn's Fingers. Next up, we're going to hear some Monaco. We're going to hear a bit of a Pete Hook and a bit of Potsy. And after that, we're going to hear our weekly peel, which is, is another cover version. I just seem to have like cover versions on the brain of late. It's unintentional. It's just happenstance. <laughs>
How boss is that? That is the Delgados with our weekly peel this week from the 16th of October 2002. Um, otherwise, the Delgados with the Dead Kennedys, gargantuan California Uberallas, and that appears on their uh, double BBC uh, Sessions CD, which was their swan song because they did break up in 2005, which was a real shame because the Delgados were a top, top band. And before that, second of three singles pulled off their uh, debut music for Pleasure LP from 97. That's uh, that's Monaco with Sweet Lips, side project of uh, New Order's uh, Peter Hook together with uh, Potsy, David Potts, uh, the only remaining member of uh, Revenge, Hookie's uh, previous side project. Uh, they were formed in uh, 1995 and the second LP, the self uh, the self-titled one actually is really hard to get but uh, I got a copy uh, a while ago a few months ago uh, just decided to pay the money uh, on Discogs and it really is a good record I'll have to dig that out for you and play something for you from that uh, in in the coming weeks next up we're gonna hear some strange love Talk 
that marvellous that is brand new stuff by bc Camplight off uh, the fourth lp deportation blues out now on bella union records american songwriter and multi-instrumentalist brian christinzio fantastic stuff i'm in a weird place now is the song that we just heard and before that hysteria unknown by strange love their third single of their wlp time for the rest of your life on uh, food records from 1997. let's go what's forthcoming because we are 12 songs in, which is a pretty good going, actually. doesn't even seem like I've been here five minutes. I could conceivably do one of these shows every day. Or, even more to the point, I reckon I could just perpetually spin records. And it's very frustrating, uh, I'm realising lately, to actually pin something down on a weekly basis to 30 songs. Uh, it's really, really quite difficult to, uh, to whittle down new releases. And then, uh, what would uh, you lovely lot like to hear? Um, the answer to that is just keep playing records perpetually. That would be the, the, the best way to solve this conundrum. But uh, anyway, I just want to share that with you because this next song I, I kind of uh, I mulled over. Uh, mulled over? That's country, isn't it? I mulled this over uh, and I shouldn't. I should just play what I want, how I want, when I want and in the hopes that uh, you, know, you lot like it. And I think if you are listening, you get the drift and uh, you have a synonymity with the kind of music that I play. So anyway, I think I'm overthinking things. As high as you can go is coming up next by uh, the Chameleons. You can look forward to I think I've whittled this down somewhat as well because there are some records that I've just dispatched with this week because there's just too much to make the, uh, the contingent of 30. But you will hear some Boo Radleys, you will hear some Teenage Fan Club. Um, you will be hearing uh, some new material by Matt Portland, Clark Twain, uh, Frocodile and Mur Mur Mur. And I did forget at the top of the programme to mention to you that there's an absolutely stellar song uh, by, uh, by Lee Rogers and uh, uh, assisted by John Humphreys. The, uh, well, the guise of Professor Yaffle has been slightly hybridised here. Your Light Shines Through My Very Being is a song I'm going to hear by a, a sort of conglomerate outfit called The Supersonic Scientist. That's something I neglected to mention at the top of the programme. And also, as a reminder, the French pop dream, talking to Duncan at the end of the programme, and you can be blown away by some of the tunes I'm going to be playing for you in about uh, an hour and three quarters, hour and a half or so. Here's the chameleons.
stuff by Frogadal, and I'm just assuming that I'm reasonably close with that pronunciation. Essentially, Anne Lees Frogadal from, from Norway, off her second and brand new LP, How We Made It, and that's a song called Paper Tiger. Wonderful voice, wonderful songwriter. Just got into her just a few months ago, uh, discovering her first album, and this one is brand spanking. Before that, uh, with their third single from 83 uh, on Static Records, also appears on their WLP script of the bridge, The Chameleons, led by the superb Mark Burgess, who's been on the programme, incidentally, As High As You Can Go, is a song that we heard. We are how many? Why? 10, 11, 12, 13. Here's our 14th song of the show. Boo Radley's.
in Texas that is Clark Twain with uh, the second single called Try Too Hard clarktwain.bandcamp.com or clarktwain.com and that's C-L-A-R-K-T-W-A-I-N before that the Boo Radleys on Creation Records their fifth single off their third LP Giant Steps Wish I Was Skinny and uh, before that of course Frocadal we are uh, halfway through the musical content of the programme here's some Silver Sun Bedroom if I were big, I'd be mad as hell. 
in June. That's a song called Jejun. They're from Italy, and you can learn more at wakingjune.bandcamp.com. That's off their brand new 1998 EP. Yes, yeah, brand new, called 1998. Uh, and again, that is Jejun. And uh, you can learn more about them, as I say, at their Bandcamp page. And on this EP is a really, really good rendition of uh, New Order's Fine Time, which is worth uh, getting the EP for on its own. And before that, Neo Wave, named the, their second LP, Silver Sun, from 88 and Polydor Records, a song called Would Have If I Could Have. And we've all been there, haven't we? Next up, I've got something queued up by The Fall. Have you heard of them? Uh, it's time for our obligatory Fall R track this week. Oh, brother.
It's a magnificent track. And as far as I know, it's their only material to date. That is uh, the works of Murmur Mur from Melbourne with, uh, as I say, I think they're only released, soundcloud.com.murmurmurband. And that was Cable Car. Phenomenal stuff, that is. Before that, uh, a single from 1984, The Fall, or a big fall, this week is uh, readily taken care of with Oh Brother. Now it's time uh, for a triple shot reprieve from my voice. Three in a row with absolutely zero theme whatsoever.
So I went into the hat trick, this time with Teenage Fan Club, a single of 93's 13 on Creation Records. That's their fourth LP. Before that, just a piece of pure magic that arrived uh, yesterday uh, by way of Lee Rogers, who is Professor Yaffle. And that is a track called Your Light Shines Through My Very Being. In cahoots with John Humphreys, you can go to soundcloud.com slash Professor Yaffle and listen to that in all its glory, in absolute beautiful belter of a tune by the new guys of the supersonic scientist 
And before that, kicking things off uh, the hat trick this week, Private Idaho, the B-52s from 1980, their fourth single off their second LP, Wild Planet. And the B-52s, if you don't have the B-52s, there's really something intrinsically wrong with you. Let's say something new that I received uh, in, in the post, not in the post, in the electronic post, uh, by a chap called Matt Portland, completely out of the blue. And here's one of his two songs available, entitled South Destruction.
the Heaton Rifles. That's the jam of Setting Suns from 1979, their fourth of six studio LPs, and it's this week's Essential Wax. And before I get more into the jam and this particular release, let you know that before we heard the Heaton Rifles, we heard from uh, Matt Portland from his double A side, uh, South Destruction, as summer blows away, we heard South Destruction, and you can learn more about him at soundcloud.com slash Matt Portland. Very, very nice track there. Very reminiscent of uh, Alex's uh, uh, vocal style from uh, from the Monkees, methinks. Uh, let's get back to the jam now. This record, um, the fourth of six, as I mentioned, studio piece, reached number four in the charts, which was a bit of a cure. I remember buying it on the first day with this beautifully embossed LP cover, which I still have, actually, and uh, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of work, and, and my favourite jam album, and I think many jam fans' favourite record as well. Produced by uh, the, the brilliant Vic coppersmith Heaven, who produced uh, four of the six of uh, the, the, the jam studio LPs and spawned one single, which we've just heard. We heard the Eaton Rifles, and that uh, was their first song that ever reached the top ten. Let's hear one more of the record, and uh, specifically, let's hear Thickest Thieves.
The Jam, Thick as Thieves. And that's the second of two songs off our feature LP, Our Essential Wax, this week. The Jam's Setting Suns from 1979, originally conceived as a, a concept album detailing the lives of uh, uh, three boyhood friends who later went on to, uh, to go to war and uh, then discover that they'd grown apart. And it never was really sort of conclusively uh, defined by Waller that, that that indeed pertains to every song on this record. But uh, lots and lots of signs of it if you listen to the lyrics, as, as, you, as you most certainly should. And the album, as I, uh, the cover rather, as I alluded to earlier, was beautiful, beautiful embossed sleeve for the LP and uh, features a photograph of uh, just a wonderful bronze sculpture, uh, St. Ambulance uh, Bearers by Benjamin Clemens. And that is our essential wax. Thank you indeed for participating. Um, up next, it's time for a, a little bit of this. Tinto time, kids. And what that means is it's uh, it's your weekly dose, your weekly heaping of digital fodder and ephemera. Uh, this week, uh, my goodness, this is a, this is a beauty. Uh, someone uh, clued me into this uh, a, a while ago. Uh, just a few days ago, actually, and uh, it's actually Dolly Parton's Jolene as uh, slowed down to 33 RPM uh, from 45, of course, and it sounds a little bit like this, and it, and it is rather, rather good. Get your ears around this. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Wasn't joking, was I? How brilliant is that? Slowed down to a 33 RPM from 45. That is Dolly Parton uh, and Jolene. Just Google it. Sorry. Just YouTube it, rather. It's sitting there in all its glory, and I wanted to share that with you for this week's uh, Tinter Web Time. Uh, up next, my goodness, this is a beauty. Remember the Mighty Lemon Drops? Well, uh, in, uh, in 2012, uh, frontman David Newton released the uh, Paint the Town EP, and this is the title track to said EP, and it is rather, rather delicious. <laughs>
French pop dream. Isn't that gorgeous? Now would be a good time. A single from 2015. And uh, I'm going to get more, much more, into the French pop dream in just a minute. But before I do, let you know what we heard uh, before we heard Now Would Be A Good Time. We heard Paint The Town, the title track to uh, the only release by David Newton and The Mighty Angels. You can go to themightyangels.com, which will ping you to a Facebook page. This EP was supposed to be the precursor to a full-length LP, which never uh, never actually uh, saw light of day, unfortunately. I'm hoping that over the course of time, maybe those recordings will uh, be available to us. Anyway, David Newton uh, used to be the front man of uh, The Mighty Lemon Drops, and this five-track EP on Parkfield Records from 2012 is absolutely beautiful. And again, we heard the title track to Paint the Town EP. Now let's go back to the French pop dream. Um, the voice, the, the beautiful vocals there is Anne Brugier. That's uh, her first English uh, language uh, recordings, actually. And it's the brainchild of, of Duncan Steer, who I'm going to be talking to after this next track. Do listen to the interview. You're going to learn an awful lot. And uh, the sensibilities that are pervaded by, by Duncan's just pure sincerity just fantastic great little chat um, in the meantime let's see one more song before i get into the interview it makes the day go by a little faster both these tunes incidentally uh, chosen by duncan himself <laughs>
the French pop dream. A single from 2015, it makes the day go by a little faster. And again, we played before that a single from 2016. I think I did mention it was 2015, but I'd be wrong in saying so. so uh, from 2016, we heard now would be a good time. Now it's time for a chat with uh, with Duncan himself. And uh, be aware that you need to visit the thefrenchpopdream.bandcamp.com in as much as you need to go to soundcloud.com slash french hyphen pop hyphen dream and visit their spotify page whereby you can listen to every ounce of what they have on release thus far okay here's me and duncan uh, and i'll be back after this with one more song to wrap up the show hello how are you i'm fine how are you duncan yeah i'm good i'm good so so uh so you're in new york for your english and your show's canadian is that right that's that's almost correct. I, I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm English. I live in Canada, and I'm using a New York number that is a um, one of those Google Voice numbers that allows you to, uh, to to make handily free calls globally. That type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought she's going to call me on uh, on a proper phone and got a big budget. <laughs> or, or maybe a very small, very short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for your time, Duncan. All the very best. <laughs> no, no, it's. it's... Yeah, you got a gift. You got a gift. Um, well, I'm, I'm outside, but I found I'm in London. It's a very quiet place I found, but so hopefully this is good quality. I don't know. It is. It's remarkable. I, I was gonna, I was gonna comment on that because usually, I mean, the biggest struggle I have is, is, is not the interviews itself. It's actually attaining some decent sound quality. You know, cross, cross. Well, you know, your you, your sound quality isn't great, but that doesn't matter because you're recording yourself direct, so that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. If I sound if I sound a little bit uh, a bit bit bobbins, not to worry because it'll be clear as a bell on the recording. So beautiful, beautiful. So and you've been you used to do a radio show and now it's a podcast and and that 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 that's what what this is. Well, essentially, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm ex music industry. I used to be in the industry for a long, long time before I got into uh, you know media marketing, publishing, which is what I do now for a living. Um, yeah. Uh, had a radio show. Had to give it up because of. Uh, Proper proper work, as it, as it were, and uh, the podcast. Yeah. The podcast, uh, granted, it's, it it is an effort, and it's something I do. You know, I, I just do it for the pure love of, of, of wanting to share music with people because that that really is the uh, the bottom line here. That's the sentiment. But uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the podcast. Well, I saw I, I saw you because uh, I must follow Mal Historical Society, and then I saw that um, you've done something with them maybe last month. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah. I thought, and I looked at what you played, and I thought, oh well, you know, I should, you know, I should have, hear some of our stuff, really. So, so there we go. So, uh, well, that's how it works. I'm in this little, I'm in this little um, uh, pocket of South London, which is it's like a community garden full of palm trees and uh, oh. it's a very surreal little, very surreal little place. Where, where exactly and, uh, are you, Duncan? What what part of London? Uh, it's, I'm right by the Angle Cricket Ground. Uh, oh. And it's, so it's uh, near Box Hall. I used to live there. I used so, to live. I used to live in some godforsaken tower block about uh, 200, 300 yards from the Oval, just down from Brixton. I'll tell you what, this, this is so strange because this is, I mean, I can see palm trees and there's little community cafes, little playgrounds. And uh, to get here, you walk off Hardyford Road, which yeah. you know is the main road, yeah. and you walk through another community garden and you kind of walk through a block of flats, you actually walk through the corridor, and then you come to this little, I mean, I, I, I knew it, I knew um I knew this was here, and uh, I thought this would be a good spot because I'm, I'm at the cricket. I'm at the cricket today. So. Oh, marvelous! Marvelous! You're yeah. going to see some history today, I would expect. Do what? Are you going to see some history today, I would expect. Oh, it's... why is that? What, what's happening? I'm uh, saying, isn't, isn't he retiring? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll probably get another batch. We'll probably get another batch tomorrow, I guess. But uh, I, mean, I don't really follow it so much now. But um, uh, my wife works for charity, so we're actually collecting money there today. So. Well, it's a nice environment well, I'm, to be I'm in. I'm multitasking. I'm multitasking. You are. You're in a you're in a garden oasis raising money whilst doing an interview. <laughs> so, so that's that is that is the epitome of multitasking. So, I, I tell you, I, I'm so glad that 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 Colin McIntyre was the conduit to us getting in touch because I I, I in turn am the beneficiary of having discovered your music and it, and it is quite it's quite singular. It's it's quite uh, it's quite it's not quite it's, it's immensely refreshing in terms of. Uh, what you brought to the table here, because at first glance, with all due respect to, to, to somebody jaded, you think, oh, another one of these. Does that resonate? Because another one of these, another one of these, these French influence top groups. Is there a lot of them? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So exactly, you, you, you've done a better job of explaining it than I have. But but there's, there's there's a lot more to this. You you're you're very intelligent in terms of, in terms of what you choose to to to. Uh, to pinpoint, but let me ask you, because the audience are very new. I mean, I played one track this far on a show a couple of weeks ago to let, let people get their, you know, dip their toe in the water when it comes to, to, to your material. But um, yeah. as a child, what, I mean, granted, you're probably around about the same age as me and, and, and were subject to, you know, the same kind of media inundation in the TV and the pop culture uh-huh. I, I was. But but what was it like in your house for you to, to latch on to, to this Wonderful, uh, wonderful aspect of music that, of course. Well, you know, I, I mean, okay. I think the whole point is almost. I never discovered this music as a child, and I, I've been listening to, you know, British radio for I don't know, fifteen uh, years. Yeah. Never heard it, and then I think on a film soundtrack once I heard a Francois Hardy song. Yeah. And uh, who was, you know, I, I imagine your audience is pretty well up to speed, but she was a kind of poster girl of kind of. Of course. Chic and you know every, everyone kind of made a, um, a route to her you know Bob Dylan loved her and later on you know Damon Albarn made a record with her and stuff um, but I heard um, on her records and I think it was one of her singing in English records yeah. and of course she had that great um, slightly wrong accent and I just thought wow this is an amazing sort of music that it's kind of been kept from me and it's not that dissimilar to some of the 60s British stuff I liked, but it's just got that kind of extra uh, exoticism. And I just thought, oh, there should be more of this. And then, and then eventually, I, I resolved to put together some French people in London, especially a French singer. Obviously, that, that's the key part, the kind of French singer. <laughs> that would be who, it. Um, yes, that would be the inter- <laughs> integral component right there. <laughs> well, I mean, but the thing is, though, it, 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 often, you know, um, I mean, so we've, we've done some live shows recently, and Sometimes you need to find a, a stand-in singer. Yeah. I mean, whatever you guess it, I, I don't want someone who can sing in French. I specifically want uh, a French person who will sing in English. And, and I just love that beautiful, um, you know, unplaceable quality. Yes. So, sorry, it's a long answer to the question. It's but not a long answer. It's, it's a I very... The whole point is that <laughs> it, it was something I didn't discover when I was a teenager. And then when I, when I heard it, I thought, oh, I, I want to kind of literally get into this and, and make some more of this happen, you know. Yeah, and you've done you've done a heck of a job because I understand your sentiment exactly, and, and and a parallel for me in terms of what you've referred to as exoticism, because the English language is is of course it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful machine that that we can either exploit or just get by using the the, the bare minimum. But when it when it comes to language, 
and the English language. You know when you watch the football and you, you, you see a yeah. post-match interview with somebody from like Burnley and they can barely string a sentence together. And then they, then they interview somebody... Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche, yeah, yeah. But, but, but then they'll interview somebody from, you know, from Malmo and they'll have meticulous yeah. English by virtue of it being their second yeah. language. And, and I've always thought, ever since my introduction to, to Iceland as a country and then getting into pre-sugar cubes with Kukul and understanding that, that Bjork and Einar existed, I like the only thing I can compare to what you're referring to as, as an exotic inflection to the English language is, is when the Icelandic speak English. It's quite a beautiful thing. It is, but you, but you know, the most famous one that we almost overlook is ABBA. And Swedish, and Swedish got the cardigan. Well. True enough. I mean, there's so much, Swedish, so much Swedish pop. But, you know, I think even ABBA, which everyone now kind of stands for so much for people, so iconic. But the quality of them not having English is... That's not English-English, is it? And even some of the lyrics are slightly mangled. But, you know, you know, in quite an interesting way, and, and and that's, I think that's the most sort of famous example of it in our culture, that it's almost like we don't notice it. I mean, everyone knows they're Swedish, but no one really pinpoints that kind of slight oddness about the singing and the, and the lyrics. But, yeah. But, it, but it's part of it, isn't it? It know? is. It's part of its charm, and of course, the relentless, I mean, if, if you remove ABBA's lyrics, the, the music itself is is just intensely infectious. It's almost formulaic pop, which which you either have the ability to write, you know, whether you're Anderson or Oliver's or, or whatever. I mean, but 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 the lyrics, the, the charm that it adds, you almost you almost let them off. If if, if, it, if it was an English singer, you'd, you'd be uber pedantic and, and and ripping it to pieces. But it, it's just an unconscious thing where you let them get away with it. I think. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I just think um, I don't know. I mean. I, I, I think you have to kind of do what you want to do. I mean, I, and I, I don't, I, I don't criticise. I, I probably will criticise other bands, but um, you know, a lot of bands you hear them, and they're quite proud to say, "Oh, we're, you know, we're four lads from Salford, and we sound like four lads from Salford." And indeed, the record does sound like four lads from Salford. But I quite like it when you hear a record and you kind of you're not quite listening to it, and you think, "I don't really know what that is." You know, I don't know where they're from. I don't know when the record was made. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's on. I don't know if it's on a big label, or if it was produced in someone's bedroom. It's it's just kind of landed, and and you know that's the kind of obviously that's the quality I like. So that's the quality we try to soak the French pop dream in. Is that sort of um, uh, I'm a hesitant to say say quoi. Yes. <laughs> but that, but just just that kind of quite refreshing. I mean, I, it's so in a way not. In a way, not just making records about what's right in front of you, but you know, sort of trying to create a world. You know, that is. Um, I agree, and uh, and and that's what yeah. you that's what you do. I mean, I, I can only talk. I can only talk, of course, subject, subjectively in terms of the sentiment that, that's that, that, that your music evokes for me. And and it, first of all, it makes me smile. First of all, yeah. first of all, it takes me back to, to wondering what my parents were doing in the sixties and wishing I was born in that era. Uh, and, and, and then, then a million, and then another, you know, a million other sort of uh, aspects that just all round make me smile. It's always the sun's always shining. Um, the world is, is is a slightly more tolerant, more perfect place than this <laughs> than this shit storm. Well, that yeah, I, well, I hope so. This is great. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you want to have make records about the make you know just excite people and make you know fire people's imagination. That's what it is. Like like you're saying that. To, to get into imagination, yeah. Yeah, and that was the charm. That's the charm. Yeah, and, and, and that was, 
I mean, I think we, we come from a generation too where, where radio was an integral component of our, of our upbringing. And that, that, that forced imagination to become a component of how you quantify things. And I fear, I fear that that is, is largely lost as a whole, but there are pockets of brilliance. And I wanted to just chuck this out your way because your genre of music is, you know, the uncategorizable uh, uh, <laughs> aspect of music that you produce. Are you familiar with an outfit uh, called White Horses? Well, it rings a bell, but I couldn't. I couldn't say much more than that, I'm afraid. No. no, no worries. Well, I think I think that you need to 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 to, to get into them because that je ne sais quoi ism in terms of uh, the French uh, and um, uh, the, the main proponent of that band. Uh, I think you and him could talk each other's legs off uh, for days on end. <laughs> uh, I might say, where where are they from? What is their uh... Well, White yeah, Horse is uh, a... I shouldn't know. Is that the whole point? Isn't that's I right, yeah. Well, how about that? How about that? I wouldn't tell you, because that might spoil it for you. I, actually, if I do tell you where they're from, it will spoil it for you, because you'd be starting to stereotype them. But but, but have, have a listen. That's White Horses with a Y, W-H-Y-T. Oh, yeah. And it's quite wonderful. And, of course, uh, I, I'm not sure, but are you familiar with the work of Bill Pritchard? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I was... Um, yeah, uh, Anne, who sings on the record, um, now lives in Paris. Yeah, and I was staying with her, and and the whole time I was staying with her, she's played Bill Pritchard, and and I was saying, and it's so he's like a kind of um, I can see like a French Lloyd Cole. He's not. He's like he's like another English Lloyd Cole who's only famous in France, isn't he? That's but, exactly um, it. That's I a brilliant, like, a brilliant analogy, by the way, to compare him to Lloyd, because that's exactly how I do when I try and explain who he is to others. He, yeah, and he's got. But, but he's still got, and I, I was like, well, we should get him to produce one of our records. Oh, he'd I mean, be... that's another thing. You know, it's because there's various people who we know love, um, love this. I mean, you know, like Terry Hall loves this kind of thing. Yes, he, he does. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Forever Jay, that Terry Hall record, which is lovely. Um, but then again, it seems that we can make them sound like we want on our own, so, so there's probably no point. But, um, you never but, yeah, know. listen to this yeah. Well, also because I was bringing it up because Bill. I mean, I'm, I'm very glad that you've been exposed to Bill. That sounds that probably came out wrong. Bill's, <laughs> Bill's been on the show before, and and he's just an absolute diamond of a man who one of most hum, really? one of the most oh. humble one of the most humble people. Well, but, I'm very, every time I've worked on something creative or in music, I'm, I'm not afraid to just send a uh, strongly worded email and get people to get involved. Oh, sure. So, uh, yeah. If I, if I know that he's. Uh, He's at home, and I, yeah, I, may, I may consider that. We should, because he's done some work with another singer that I just wanted to bring this to your attention before we start talking about your work. But, but uh, da- yeah. da- Daniel Dark, are you familiar with his work? Uh, I don't think so. You have to. Well, I think you should, because Daniel Dark, in his own right, was phenomenal. But but also did some work with Bill as well. So that's my that's my. These are the records that I think. If I could put you into a pot, you'd be adjacent to these <laughs> to these people. However, still uncategorizable, but at least have a semblance of uh, correlation with these particular artists. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, well, I'll check them all out. Check Lovely. Them out. Lovely. So, so we've established that uh, you weren't immersed in French uh, seven-inch singles from the age of six, something we've under- no. we understand your discovery now. But um, let's talk about, you know, Anne, Anne, Anne Brugiere. Um, yes. Quite, quite wonderful music there, and, and really not, not the prominence, I don't think, that, that she deserved. Well, she she did um, when she lived in London, and she did. Uh, this is how I found her. She did a record in French. Uh, it's quite electronic, but you have that that sort of, you know, the singing that she has on our records. And so I I I um, tracked her down, 
and said, I want to make these records that are in the vein of, you know, Francis Hardy from the 60s. And in fact, what happened when I met her, I took a pile of CDs. I mean, it was already at an era where people didn't really have piles of CDs, but I, I needed a visual aid. <laughs> I just went to her, I said, this, you know, Bridget Bardo, Francis Hardy, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what else was on the pile. But, um, so, uh, and, and then, so we did it, and uh, I had a, uh, a producer who had been Jamie West, who had um, been the London Busker of the Year, and he's a you know, great guitarist, and yeah. generally got really good ears. So, you know, so I said, we want to do this, and then we had various accordion players, and um, yeah, yeah, just, you know, we've got a lot, and we, want, we tried to create quite a big sound, and quite a big, smooth sound, um, which obviously you can do now without much money, but you know, we've recorded some in a big studio in Paris where Francois Hardy did record and Jarvis Cocker records there. Um, and then we've had them mastered at Abbey Road. So it's like as though we are, you know, the most independent of the independent. We don't, you know, we don't, we want it to sound, you know, proper. Bona fide. Yeah. Our French, is it? Well, anyway. that's Latin. That's Latin. <laughs> so, it doesn't matter. Know, that we, we strive, I mean, I, I want it to sound like, you know, they should be hit in a sort of parallel world, you know, rather than, you know, we're an indie band who ran out of money. So <laughs> 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 you know I, mean? I do know exactly what you mean, and, and you don't come across remotely as a skint indie band, so that, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good, good oh, thing. Good. That's, uh, Box number one tip. Yeah. So, you know, but no, but that's, that's the aspiration. And also, you know, we, we started doing some live shows this year. But I mean, that's another thing because it's, the records are so, it took so long doing them and they're so painstaking that you can't really do that live. So we've gone for more, um, you know, almost special, very kind of acoustic and, you know, upbeat. And um, so we're going to do some more of those in the autumn as well. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk like about, that. I was going to talk about obviously the, the, the live aspect because it's just a rich, rich sound. Obviously, uh, you know when when you listen to the recordings, but to purvey that live, um, there's a certain charm to stripping that down. Um, how, yeah. how 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 did you did you uh, how did you sort of quantify Ealing Broadway Buskathon? I mean, that must have been a real rush for you. That must have been a lot of fun. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> so we've done we've done two shows. Um, uh, and one was uh, at London's biggest free festival, yeah. which is the Hanwha Hootie. And it takes place in all different venues around the suburbs of London, which you all know. Um, in fact, no one knows Hanwha. Um, and we played on a bus. <laughs> we played on a Routemaster bus. We um, <laughs> cramped, cramped onto the top deck. And then the same people said, will you come and play uh, in the shopping centre? And, and we did that as well. And we played a couple of covers. We played... Um, who paid a sip, who paid a song, uh, and, you know, France School, the Eurovision song, and we did a couple of France with Hardy songs. And um, it was good, but, you know, I'm quite, that's another thing, really, is I, I kind of think a lot of people need to like this sort of music, and I, I definitely, I don't really want to play in kind of indie venues. I'd rather play somewhere where there's, like, just a normal cross-section of the public. Yes. You know, do you know what I mean? Yes. Not... Um, obsessive music fans who will say, oh, I prefer this, you know, just people, because, and every time people, I mean, we've been on radio, we've been on the big radio stations here with the records, um, and again, I think, say, Radio 2 is a big station, and it's six music, which we've also been on, is the station for kind of real music obsessives. Yes. But I just think there's, I just think the people, 
you know, go to street parties and just want to see a bit of nice live music. I, I quite think we, that's our audience, you know. Well, I do think... You know what I mean? I, I mean, do, I do. It's quite a niche thing, but I don't want a niche audience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, well, I, think, I think with a niche audience, that, that, that's synonymous with... Uh, with hyper-judgmentalism and, uh, and preconceived notions. It, it seems a lot more organic to be playing in front of people who, who aren't uh, supposedly well-versed because I think you're going, to be a, you're going to be quantified there. The fun aspect will come through without being hyper-analysed. And I, I think it'll be a more, more organic experience for you, especially in terms of receptivity. I think so. But, and the last thing is very new, and it's just a sort of sideline, really, um, you know, just sort of feeling our way. Like, I mean, just thinking about it, I wonder if it goes back to the 60s, you know, when, when, when the Beatles were, you know, loved by the critics and they were sort of, and the Kinks, but all the big bands were loved by the critics, but they were also kind of the cool bands. Yes. You know, there wasn't that divide between what was in the top ten of the charts, you know, and what cool people liked and what was considered artistically. It was just like, we like, this is nice, we like it. And so it's quite a simple relationship. And, um, Yes, I, 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 I certainly appreciate that because I think there's a lot of trepidation with people who are on the fringes of, of, of being music fans because it's like being a fan of a football team. I'm the biggest Chelsea fan ever. Well, are you? Oh, yeah. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm the furthest thing from it. I'm a, but, but I'm a Liverpool fan, but that's all debatable. But, but, but I'm just saying, is, is that, that how, how do you quantify how enthused you are with something? How do you, how do you measure fandom? And at the end of the day... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love there, there. There are certain bands who I am anally retentive over in terms of collecting every yeah. every recording they've ever done, but I don't measure myself in terms of being more qualified as a fan than someone else. Then you start getting into the yeah, hip, yeah. the hipster chess playing realm, which is immensely annoying. No, no, well, no. I, I, I totally agree. Good. I've got to Good. So, so let's let's talk just quickly about num, n number line records because yeah, that that was a a wonderful introduction, really. I I think in terms of and I, and I and I must admit, I mean, I I can't, I can't claim to be one of those hipsters that was there from day one with you, so I, I can't claim that in this instance. But in in, in trying to, to learn more about you by by doing some digging, um, this yeah. this this must have been a really a, a very proud moment for your sort of arrival per se when 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 this release was. Uh, uh, well, no, I mean, the thing was, um, we just released our first records ourselves and, um, you know, got them on, on the radio. And they, Number Line uh, just asked if they could put it out in um, um, the Philippines. Yeah. It is, it is the Philippines, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, that, I mean, that's something that I've always, I mean, we haven't really, apart from that release, um, you know, you know, the East and the Far East is such a big interest in, you know, British pop music, but also I think it's kind of quite sweet French stuff, and it's something we haven't really explored. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, their enthusiasm, but, you know, you know, when it's Steve Lamac, which, you know, the, I, I guess most people listening know Steve Lamac, you yeah, know, and the godfather of British alternative music. Um, you know, he played our record a couple of times, and that was, you know, that's, I don't know, it's, it's just, 
there's such a thin wall between doing something that you're enthusiastic about and then it's kind of out there in the public and kind of bona fide people like it. And, and then you do it and you send it off and it's out on radio too. Or it's like, it's a bit of a wow, you know. Gary sure. Crowley, who's like another long-term kind of um, DJ in this country, he was very enthusiastic about all our stuff. I mean, he's played all of our stuff, I think. Um, and again, it's, it's like you kind of, I don't know, it kind of makes it true. Yes. Like even when you've made, even when you've, even when you've made the record, it still just seems like something in your imagination. But um, but then to have these kind of actual, you know, famous <laughs> music experts being <laughs> yeah. it's quite nice. <laughs> I'm sure it was here, well, here with yourself, of course. Oh well, yes, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't. I'm not exactly Gary Crowley or or, or, or a Mac, but uh, maybe one day. It's about it's about it's about listenership. Well, no, exactly, exactly. I, I just nothing to beat. I'm sure you could. So so so. so th all that being said, I mean, you you sit there. It's almost being a spectator of your own works and watching it organically grow as you water it. And, and yeah. you've had this very very slow but healthy progression. So so of course you're probably probably wondering what I'm going to ask next. And it's it's what can we expect to hear next from you? Because I. I'm typically selfish as a music fan, of course, because you, 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 when you love a band and, and you learn to love a band, of course you want more material. So this is uh, very much in the same vein as that because I, I have now... Yeah, well, we, yeah, well we've, got, um, we've got a few songs that we're going to release and I don't know whether we should just release them as a EP in the autumn. Hmm. Um, and then uh, and, and they're, they're very much in the same vein. Um, and then... Um, I mean, I've got quite a hankering to do, um, I mean, it's, a, it's not risky, but I'd quite like to do a, like a covers EP, because oh. I think there's so many of the great original songs. Yes. And I've been listening up to, to Charles Trenet, who's like, kind of, he's pre-rock and roll, he's like the French and old coward. Yeah. And the songs are so, um, uh, there's such a sort of joie de vivre, sorry, uh, and they're, they're such great songs, and they would really lend themselves well to being given our kind of pop treatment. Um, so, I mean, obviously, if you do covers, people sort of think it's a slight cop-out. Um, and obviously, there's a, that band Nouvelle Vague who are very successful and do these kind of semi-novelty um, uh, Frenchy cover versions of, you know... Yes. You know, the, the, of the course. Like, yeah, yeah. And so we don't want to go down that road. We don't, we don't want to be novelty. We want it to be kind of... Well, I don't think, well, Duncan, I don't think there's any danger of you doing that because, I mean, from, from my point of view, seeing what you've done thus far, uh, you, you'd have to, you're not that gullible to, or gullible at all to be duped into that. I, I think that, I mean, Nouvelle Vague, they certainly have their place. There's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But, but I, I'm, I'm particularly delighted that, that you mentioned cover versions because, I mean, the Christmas song itself is fantastic. I, I just love, love Silver Bells. It's, it's a diamond. Oh, you know, oh brilliant. brilliant. It's, it's a diamond of a cover. Yeah. And of course... It's, it's a lovely song, isn't it? It's a lovely song. Yeah, and, but, but it's easily... It, it's one of those songs, too, that you, you could quite readily and easily and handily cock up, uh, which, of course, you didn't. I mean, that, that, that's the risk with cover versions. I have this conversation quite often because I, I, I'm a sucker for the odd cover version, and, and I play you know at least one cover version uh, per programme. And... I was just, I was going to ask that question verbatim by virtue of Silver Bells, but you've already answered it, yeah. but uh, it would be wonderful, and I'm certainly looking forward to the prospect of you adding your touch to, uh, to other people's works, and that would be a, that would be a great thematic EP, and, and I think it would be very, uh, very well received. 
if, if that was something I you... think, and also with that, the other thing is that, you know, this is a kind of aesthetic in a kind of uh, world that, you know, British English people hear it on adverts. You know, you might hear it on Renoir, you know. Exactly. not alien, but you, you kind of hear it for 20 seconds every 10 years. And everyone <laughs> loves it. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a vibe that people love. It's kind of sun-soaked, carefree French. You know, we, we kind of imagine that... Um, I mean, obviously, it's a sort of cliche of France being romantic, small R and big R, yeah. um, and sexy, and they don't care, and, you know, girls on bikes in stripy T-shirts, and it's just kind of this magical world. It is. It's escapism. And, and that's, what, that's, what, that's what we want to capture, and that's what we want to play to. And, you know, it might be a... And, and it's kind of playing on sort of French cliches in a way, but it's just a cliche that's very positive cliches. They are. They are. Um, I mean, if you're stereotyping French people as being... Cool and sexy. I think that's okay. I don't think that's, that's kind of bad. Is that a bad stereotype? I don't, well, I don't think so. Um, what you're purveying is, is just really evocative positivity, romance, heady days, yeah. and it's a beautiful distraction from uh, this spinning sphere of lunacy that we all live on. So I, I think that it's... But, but also, also the, very, the very singing. I mean, it's very uh, quiet singing, yes. which of course is completely out of fashion, really. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously all the talent shows now is all about who can sing the loudest, I think, that's, that's the winner. But, and, and even, even with Anne, you know, who's got a lovely voice, you know, when we're recording, it's just, I'm going now, quieter, quieter, <laughs> it's like, you know, the aesthetic has got to be, you know, someone whispering in your ear, you know, like it's kind of intimate thing. I love, um, I love, I love how you're analogising this because to to most people the aesthetic is it, it usually refers to the visual, but this is this is a a multi sensual aesthetic. I mean, it's an audio visual, but then there, there are lots of intangible aspects here that, that, in an aggregated capacity, sort of add constitute the whole experience. I think, and and as you mentioned before, for me, all these sensual things that you evoke then, of course, stimulates something in my tiny cranium to start having my imagination race all over the place, which is wonderful. Well, it's good. But I, yeah, and I don't want to... I'm talking earlier because we've got a slight delay, but I'm not naturally rude. Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, the other thing that I, 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 I should sort of... I mean, I'm not really good with the lyrics. You know, everyone must make what they will of them. But, but really, they're kind of... Um, uh, it's, it's about Europe and travelling across Europe, and it's about... Um, you know, going into cafes in London and there's waitresses from all over Europe. And it's very exciting for, you know, people having these adventures, kind of, um, you know, like if you, if you travel to another country to work in a cafe, that's, that's very romantic and exciting. And, and, you know, are you going to be a different person if you live somewhere else? You know, are you going to be free? I mean, and, and that's something I think we all think about. So yes. it's like... Um, it's like uh, so, so it's about being an outsider, but, you know, in quite an exciting way. You know, you've made yourself an outsider. Um, so for us, obviously, that's back to France. But um, the songs, I suppose, are really about some of French coming to England and, uh, uh, you know, carrying that spirit of France and adventure with them, you know. It's, it's, it is quite wonderful. <laughs> now, when it, when it comes to, to producing your works, in terms of being hyper-pedantic, because, you know, we're talking about... A, a very, very multi-layered, sensitive medium here, multi-aesthetic, as, as we've alluded to. Um, how, yeah. how, how precious are you with, with, with your sound and, and, and it, or even entrusting that to anyone else to, 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 to contribute towards? Well, I mean, I, 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 I,
Um, and well, I, I think we're quite controlled, really, because, you know, me and Jamie and Anne, and then, you know, Miriam, who's been our main accordion pair, I think we just kind of, you know, set out to do these things. I mean, I suppose there's still a couple of ways. We've got a song on First Day of Summer, which is very soft and very um, sweet. And then, then we kind of dip our toe into a more kind of, I don't know, new way pop rock sort of thing as well. Um, so there's, there's sort of little variations on the palette. Um, but I don't know, I just think it's... I think you kind of have to... It, it, well, I don't know what it means, but, you know, the paradigm, you know. Yes. It, you know, this, this is what we do. This is what the French pop really means. So, you know, there's no... If you don't like it... I, I mean, that's a big danger, isn't it? If you get criticism, if somebody says, oh, your music's a bit soft for me, you kind of go away and make it a bit harder. Yes. I, I think it's I think it's better to say, all right, <laughs> thanks, you know, because there is an audience that loves this aesthetic as much as we do. So I think you just have to, um, uh, you know, stick at it in that way, you know, and, and just try and, like I say, like when when you think you kind of not nailed the aesthetic, but I kind of think I know what it is. Yes. And then you know, I've just just Charles Trenet is now. You know, I've been listening to him all week. He's got, he's got hundreds of songs. And I sort of think, oh, no, this is sort of, this is another angle. You know, it's another little avenue of uh, sounds to be explored. He's quite jazzy, which I don't think we'll do that, but it's just, it's just quite interesting. You know, he's jazzy, but it doesn't really intrude on his basic null-poweredness. Um, so I don't, so what that would sound like done by a kind of chanteurs, it might be really magical, I don't know, but... I think it lends. It, I think it lends itself to to chanters. I, I, and again, I think the, the, another aspect of what I love about what you're doing is this sort of fearless uh, attitude towards experimenting and just seeing. Let, let's try it. Let's see, let's see what happens. And um, I, I'm not saying uh, that, that used to be. And I can't. I can't. I think pin that to you because usually that's synonymous with young naivety, where you just don't know any better and you just give it a bash. It's harder to do when you're older to to to, to adopt that approach. Is that fair to say? Um, I, I think the big thing, I mean, I, I did bands when I was younger, and I mean, I think anyone who's a band is brilliant. You know, I just I just love live music. And, you know, when I was younger, I was very judgmental about groups I didn't like. But now, actually, even groups I don't like, it, it's kind of a great thing. They've had to get together. They've, you know, they've, you know, they've had to believe in it. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't want to listen to them, but um, uh, so, uh, slightly lost my thread. <laughs> but, uh, so just, but, but yeah, so when I do groups when I was younger, and I think a lot of groups suffer from what I'm going to say, it's, it's kind of, we love playing music, but, you know, what is it? We don't quite know what our purpose is. And then the lyrics will be, you've got to have lyrics, so someone will write lyrics, but there's no, it's quite rare you get a band that has a proper sort of world view. Um, and, and, you know, and there's a kind of purpose to what they're doing. And, you know, other bands I've done were a bit like that. We just like making music. Whereas I think the French pop dream is it's like they've been commissioned to write a film soundtrack. Yes. The film is about young people travelling across Europe and it's set in the 60s. That's it. You know, that's, that's the framework. And yes. So there's a per you know, I feel there's a kind of um, a purpose. And when, so when people say, you know, most people say, oh, what's your band like? And they're saying, oh, it's a bit indie. <laughs> or, you know, it's a bit like Oasis. But, 
I say it's um, soft boy summer pop drenched through the atmosphere of 60s Paris. And I say it repeatedly. So there. <laughs> but I never did. And maybe you don't like that. Maybe you don't like France or 60s. Okay. But, but at least it's... And, and as I say, I think previously, other music I'd done, I, I was definitely in that category of, oh, we just like playing out guitars, you know. You know, it's, you know of course we would have had some kind of pretentious pitch at that point, but... But, but I, I just think that's, and even when you're, you're bringing people getting gigs and stuff, to say, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's going to be very verbal, but to be able to put into words what it is you're doing, um, rather than just saying, well, we play the guitar, we're really good at it, you know, not that. You to actually say, this is our picture, we're, we're painting a particular picture. Um, I'm, I don't know if this relates to the original question, sorry. <laughs> oh no! Is that, no, you're filling in all the blanks, and also you, you know, you, you've been in bands in the past as well. And, and I must admit, uh, I don't know an awful lot about uh, Pastel Collision or Kalega. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, what, what stage were you? Like what time frame were you in these uh, these outfits? Oh, Duncan? These like twenty years ago. Right. And, um, we did some records on uh, Siesta, which is a Spanish label. Right. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of my pop ideas are not dissimilar, but I just don't think they're very focused. And also now I think, um, I mean, there's a couple of good records there, but um, I think this French pop dream, you know, I sought out the best French thing I could get in England. <laughs> yes. The best producer. And... Uh, so I took quite a more, you know, I started with the concept of what I wanted to do. Yes. Um, and and but also the other thing is, you know, so so in the band that we played live with, it's such a it's such a, um, again, it's not for teenagers from Salford. It's like there's you know um, there's a French actress and a, you know there's a there's a schoolgirl playing the drums uh, and there's a school teacher playing the accordion. <laughs> of course. And, you know, and when we're in the room, we have, we have no purpose to be there apart from our kind of love of French pop and this aesthetic. You yeah. know, there's no other reason we four people would be in that room. And I think that's quite cool. I think that's, I, I think it's, that's quite magical in itself. You know, we've been brought together for this, for this particular mission. And that's, I think that's quite interesting, kind of artistically. Um, I do. I mean, yeah, I, Dan, as a, as a music... Dan, it's my, my mate Nobby, who I go to football with, and we like <laughs> playing around guitars. That's fine. I've done bands like that, not with anyone called Nobby, but... Uh, I was going to ask. That. Yeah. What? I was going to ask if this if Nobby's fictitious, but do go ahead. <laughs> well, Nobby is, but, you know, the principle. I think uh, that's how most bands, and most bands I've been involved with, start with people you're friends with for other reasons. Um, but this is like... Um, you know, it's like we, we're specifically bonded by, um, you know, and, and even, um, you know, so the, the drummer is English, but her, her granny is French, so she's grown up with French music. So there's all these sort of, uh, you know, different avenues people have and different takes people have on why they're there. But, I mean, most, most of the people on the record aren't English, most of them are French. You've got some um, Ukrainian accordionist here and there. Yeah, it's quite an exotic mixture of people. But, uh, it, do, it does. Um, it sounds. It sounds. It sounds exactly the, the the polar opposite of Brexit. Your band. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I
I'm hoping we should get a, a bit of an upsurge as that, that intensifies. But we'll post that. Some free press. I don't know. But, but uh, no, uh, your sentiment, of course, is very hard to purvey, and, and I completely understand that because you're not remotely formulaic and you're doing something quite unique and you're doing something uh, that I would deem uh, intelligent. And, and it, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to categorise, especially because A, you don't want to be categorised and B, it's, even if you did, it's a very, very hard thing to pigeonhole. But you've, you've done a wonderful job, but you don't have a, a three-word, oh, okay. well, you don't have a three-word elevator pitch, as they say. I mean, you, you are, you know, what do you do? You know, three. The three word elevator pitch is something to do with sixties Paris. Something yeah. to do with that. Yeah, um, yes. but, but also also I should I should convey because I'm you know, you're talking to me how you're going to be me. But um I've really I've come to this as a fan and I think that's again that's quite interesting that um uh, I've been able to find like I wanted to hear this record and I've kind of tried to select people who can make it come true. Um so so I don't the producer. I'm only really the producer in the sense of being a fan who kind of loves these records and kind of... I'm like the number one fan, really. Yes. You know, I, can these people make this record that I've got in my imagination? And, and, you know, and again, that's quite different to other bands I've done where it's, um, let's play advertising and see what happens. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. No, I get it. I mean, the creative process is intrinsically, uh, it's intrinsically different. It's, it's against the grain. And uh, I, I love that analogy. And I don't want to keep harping back to White Horses, but the, the sentiment with White Horses was very much the same. It, it's, it's an individual's brainchild. And can I align culturally and, and musically with people who I can entrust to, to, to purvey my vision, essentially? Um, yes, yeah. And well, just, people, you know, people that love the idea of the Maverick produced in you know, a Phil Spector, Brian Wilson, you know, some Absolutely. You know, crackers have this pop vision. Oh, yeah. yeah. The more crackers, the uh, better. Yeah, Martin Hannett, just, just the, more, the more mental, the better. I, I, I know. That is kind of one of the um, tropes, isn't it? That uh, people love that. I think we have we have largely the monopoly on, on lunacy that males I'm versus. Lunacy, what is that? <laughs> I always think of it as like Paul Simon. Obviously, this is I'm not this grand yet, but you know Paul Simon on a sort of lower scale, you know, where he went to South Africa, um, you know, controversially uh, got together with African musicians to create a sound, you know, and, yeah. and you know I sort of think I've, I've done that with. Uh, Level so, uh, yeah, no passport yeah. stamps and uh, just 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 your bus pass. That's great. That's a it's a, diff a different way of doing things. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you a favour actually. I was going to ask you to pick the three songs that you'd like me to play around this interview by French Pop Dream. Three songs that you you would like me to share with the audience. Oh my word! What, what, what did you what have you played already? I have played Crikey! Uh, I've played I've played Eurostar. And, yeah. and I forget what else I've played, but I don't mind playing songs again because a good song's a good song. So don't worry about uh, uh, repetition. Uh, well, I suppose uh, now would be a good time. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, uh, Tell me something you've never told anyone, which I think, uh, yeah, which I, I love. I might be our strongest one. And um, I don't know. Uh, well, you, you can choose that one. You can choose that one. Okay, uh, I think that's yeah. well well within my uh, well my within my capabilities. I'll uh, I'll have a think about it because it's uh, 
It's 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 down. Well, I mean, with all due respect, there's not an awful lot of repertoire, and I don't think I'm going to play the Christmas one. That's playlisted for December. So. Uh, well, I don't know how long it takes you to edit these things, you know. Maybe oh no, this is you're going to be listening. To, you're going to have this on Monday, so this is going to be it's going to be uh, pretty quick. So, and my last question is, and and um, this is a question that I've I've asked everyone traditionally since the beginning of my sort of broadcasting career. That's kind of a loose term, um, <laughs> but um, I always ask people on a parting note. Regardless of where you're from, uh, hypothetically, you're around my place, got a hot cup of tea in your hand, and uh, I uh, nip to the pantry and come out with the magic biscuit tin. And I say, Duncan, to accompany your biscuit, what biscuit would you choose, past, present, or future? What would you go for? Well, you, you know what left into, I don't, it's left into my mind, the Vicam, the Vicam, which is... Uh, Brilliant. It's, it's, it's in a kind of metallic foil. Absolutely. Metallic. You're talking the, 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 green, the green foil? I think there's other colours, isn't there? In my mind, this, this is like down down. In my mind, I was thinking green foil, but I yeah. believe you can get blue foil as well. You can, yeah. I mean, the green one I think was the mint, and uh, the blue I think was something else. But uh, if yeah. I, well, I think, oh, I though, though, uh, what about a wagon wheel? If you haven't had a wagon wheel for a long time, wagon wheel. Well, I'll, I'll tell you because I've got a very intricate. Um, I'm looking on Google right now, and there's a wonderful uh, scan of a green viscount here in, in its in its. <laughs> Complete, complete in its uh, green sort of foil. Um, I'm going to put green foil. I'm going to. I mean, it's disappointing I haven't come up with a French biscuit, isn't it? I, I can see that now. I can well, see I've been. I was I've kind been of. Through, I was kind. Through. I was expecting it, but you've got to go with your gut, your gut feeling. No pun intended. Um, you said Viscount first, so that's what I'm going with. I've got this. Uh, I've got this infographic where I align artists with their biscuit of choice, which I will send you an update of. <laughs> with you. I should have. I should have thought about it. Ill prepared as ever. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll offer you. I'll, I'll, European. At least I should say Bando or something. <laughs> That's something with a, a euro. No, because you could twist it. You could twist it. I'm going to say I am now going to introduce the the milk. Uh, sorry, the the, the mint uh, green viscount to France and reciprocate. <laughs> okay, you're going to take it. What? Bring that aesthetic to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to force feed yeah, you some some anglophone uh, biscuits here, and you, and you're going to like it. Know, me, me and Bill Pritchard, we're going to go over there with a big van for the biscuits and sell them out the back. That's it, just get a get green van sponsored by Viscount and just drive around the, the entire country shelling out biscuits. Well, you know, stranger things have happened. They certainly have. Yeah. Uh, they certainly have. And if you listen, listen to last week's interview, you, you'll hear... You hear a wonderful tale that I think could probably trump the Viscount uh, story that we've just touched upon. Uh, I, I just love anecdotal stuff from 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 artists, and uh, this is a prospective one. So if it does come to fruition, we're going to have to revisit. We're going to have to re revisit it. <laughs> I prefer my anecdotes; they're more kind of uh, predictive, and then I don't have to do them. <laughs> you don't it's have to get anecdotes. off your backside. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd rather say I'm going to fall down a hole than I fell down a hole, broke neck, and you know, <laughs> sure. It's very inconvenient. Well, it's also yeah, it's also time saving as well. Let's be honest. You can spend yeah, more time, spend more time, anecdotes. spend more time down the oval raising money that way, can't you? Uh, the, the rich I miss, I I'm going to say you get, that'll afford you more time to spend down the oval to raise more money. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Well, I'll Don't do forget, it. you've got to get back to that. Back. Yeah, you better get is back. That, was that okay? Was that okay? Was that? Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. Was it's that, been. Was, it's, that two, was that two grandiose? No, it was an absolutely wonderful chat, and I'm really, really happy to have had it because you've really, you've done an excellent job of of, of purveying the sentiment behind behind the project, and I think you've joined all the oh, dots. Cool, cool. And I'm really. Oh, look, look, I, I, well, I'm really, and, I, and thank you for enthusiasm. Because, like you say, you've, you've not got we've got um, eight songs on Spotify, so there's not a lot of music on there. Yeah. And you've got you've got a lot of great songs on there. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, really happy to have had it. And I'm really, really happy to have had it. And I'm really, really happy to have had it. And I'm really, really happy to have had it. And I'm really, really happy to have had it. And I'm really, really happy
yeah, we've got some more to come. But um, you know, it's quite a slow progress. But it's 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 great that you can kind of buy into what we're trying to do on on that evidence. And um, you know, hopefully we can uh, do some more things to delight you. Well, I'm so, sure you will. And just please yeah. please keep in touch, and I'll be sure to keep playing the material as it materializes. And in in the meantime. Good luck and uh, with, with the charity uh, and, and, and the fundraising and hopefully you get to see some decent cricket as well. All right, thanks very much. All, all, right. in touch then. all the very best, Duncan. Take care. Oh, cheers, guys. See you. Now, are you all well-versed in the genre of chanson? I flip him well, I hope so. Thank you, Duncan. That was a, a great chat and uh, I hope you lot were educated by virtue of uh, listening to Duncan uh, telling you uh, about all the wise wherefores and uh, background to this quite unique and wonderful project, uh, French, uh, the French pop dream. Brilliant stuff. One more song to get to and uh, I think I told a bit of a falsehood actually in that uh, Duncan had chosen the first two. I think I only managed to get to one of his requests and this one is indeed my choice. Uh, the last, the third song of three that we're going to hear today by the French pop dream the first day of summer. It's been so long that I haven't had this feeling but now it's the first day of summer my summer songs were like a dream of It's the first day of summer First day of summer And everything is possible The streets are singing my name From the morning till evening Everything's gone you glowing and happy i don't know what would that's the first day of summer a single from uh, from last year by the french pop dream thank you 
Duncan, what a great chat that was. And uh, three belters uh, in, in a row by the French Pop Dream. And my thanks go to you, of course, for listening and giving me another three hours of your very valuable time on a weekly basis. Do, as I beg and grovel on a weekly basis, recommend the programme, please, to people who uh, who love music as much as you do. I'd be immensely grateful. I'll be back next week. And um, I don't know who I'm going to be chatting to. I've got two or three options in, uh, in the pipeline. But, uh, of course, as is keeping with just about every show, there will be at least one interview next week uh, amidst uh, a litany of new releases, of course, and a load of stuff that I reckon that you will enjoy. On that note, uh, I must thank also CKCUFM for allowing me to use their studios to record the programme. And I'll be back next week with uh, more fun and frivolity. Until then, ta-ra.